Coming to you from the City Roses, this is the broadcast by Last Professionals and for Last Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, this is our last episode of the year for 2021. Yes, I know some of you are super sad and some of you might be cheering. It doesn't matter. We're done. That's it. 2021 is in the books and we want to thank each of you for listening and promoting and sharing this podcast with the world. We actually almost get 40,000 downloads a month now, guys. It's been amazing. The amount of growth and the amount of enthusiasm and support from all of you has been a true blessing. We believe actually in 2022, we will hit the 1 million mark as far as downloads, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I Never in my mind did we think we'd get to this point. So for you guys to be there still listening, sharing, posting, feedback, asking us questions, reaching out to us, all that stuff, guys. It just fuels the fire up and keeps us going. In fact, next year, we are going to make some changes. We are going to add, hopefully, this new idea as far as a new type of episode. And we are also going to continue as best as we can to do two a week. One, usually an interview. One will be Tuss and I usually tackling the issues of the day. But we also want to encourage you... If you have a story or something that you want to say, a new project, new idea, new concept, or you want to challenge something that we teach, whatever it is, guys, we would love to have you come out or at least reach out to us. And how do you do that? Well, you go to our Instagram. There's a link there in our Instagram where you can submit an idea or topic, and we will then go through those, and we'll try to reach out to those who we feel like really hit a nerve or present something or an idea that maybe hasn't been covered before. I mean, this year, we, we've had all sorts of type of shows that were a little bit different. We had a wife and husband team. We had a son and mother team actually come on and speak. We've had all sorts of people from all walks of life doing all different types of things in the lash industry. And then, we, then we've had the big brands too. We would have Courtney actually going to be have her on soon from um, Sugar Lash here in early January to share some exciting new stuff. And so, yes, we also encourage brands out there if you want to use this as a platform not just to sell stuff, but to share kind of the new edge, the new ideas, the new things that are coming that are going to change our industry. We want to encourage that too. We're always looking for the new, brightest ideas that are continuing to level up and lift up our industry. We're not just looking to be a sales platform. Yes, we hope everyone who's on our show does great and that you guys check their, out their products and you check out these companies. But at the same time, we do this because we want to serve and educate you. So that's all that. What are we doing today? Well, before we get to that, let me just do, I think, a couple announcements. Uh, let's see. Oh, we are looking for sponsors. We're going to be passing out the sponsor deck out to everyone starting in January. So if you've been waiting for that and you've been looking into it or talked to us already, don't worry, that is coming. We've just been, with the holidays coming, things slow down. And we're actually taking some time off soon. So we will get all that out in January for sponsors. If you are looking to be part of our webinar series that we have coming out next, we have seven webinars planned. The first one will be released in January. We will probably be releasing it as a whole package in early January, but you can also buy individually. So you can pick, you know, like a la carte. So the first one, of course, is going to be our Lash Allergy course. That will go on sale in early January. We will also be releasing Tusney's Lash Retention and Styling course. That will be released sometime early to mid-January, and we're going to be having courses um, throughout, but at least we're hoping six, seven sessions some all over the United States 
In fact, we might even have one or two here in Los Angeles. So I know a lot of people wanted that. So that's going to be coming soon too. And LashCon tickets will be selling in March. So don't I get a lot of messaging asking what's going to happen. Well, it's on hold for now. We're working on behind the scenes stuff. So don't worry, but that is coming also up soon. It will be here before we know it. All right, guys, what's today's episode? Well, today we have Nikki Scott from Beat Gang Lashes on. She is really something, guys. We met her at IBS, or International Beauty Show, back in June. Yes, we recorded this sometime during the summer, I think it was August, and like so many of our episodes right now that you're listening, these were ones that we had too many. We recorded uh, so many episodes, and then we stopped doing stuff for like a month in November, so we're get, catching up now, and this is a great one, guys. She really shares about what it's like to build a business, but not just a lash, like extensions, but she actually went and started doing vending machines, and she started from scratch, and her journey, I think, is very inspirational, and I think you'll get a lot from it, and hopefully, you, it'll inspire some of you that may start thinking about doing a product line or maybe something new find another thing that where you can serve the beauty industry and nikki is someone that just does it she did no 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 fear in this gal she just says you know what i think i want to try this out and she does it so it's been i think you'll get a lot of practical tips from this so that's all we have for announcements and now let's get into this interview where nikki scott sits down with us and shares about her journey into the beauty world Hey guys, we're here in the Lashcast Studios. Excited to have our special guest Nikki Scott with us. Beforehand, I want to say hello to Tusney. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey there. Good to see you. And Nikki, welcome to our show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, we are too. And we met Nikki at the IBS funny name of a beauty show at international, Las Vegas yeah international yeah. beauty yeah. show in Las Vegas we just met her just like what about a month and a half ago yes and she had a booth there for the beat gang lashes uh-huh. and we got talking to her and we found out some really cool stuff which we want to talk about we want to talk about building a business vending machines and all sorts of crazy stuff but thank you so much for coming on it's yeah, a pleasure thank to have you, you for here. having me oh my gosh i'm so excited as soon as you guys i was like, I was like yes i'm coming yeah. coming out so i'm excited to be here and she's our first person live actually yeah. that we've had here in our place no one else has seen our new place i <laughs> so. love it oh my gosh the decor is everything thank you yes. thank you well we're getting there we're it's, getting there we've we've told people on live we're not going to show anything yet until we're at least Two thirds there, we're, we feel like we're about halfway there. So but. you got the sneak preview. Yeah, you got Ooh, the sneak peek. Yeah. So yay. anyhow, so today what we want to talk about, as I was saying, is really about building business because Nikki's doing something a little bit different, and it's not the lash extensions like we have a lot of people with lash companies. She has a very different take on things, and also is doing something really cool with a vending machine and all that. And I thought that would be really interesting for people because one of the things we hope for this podcast to be is a place to inspire people to think outside the box to ask questions, to do things differently. Don't just follow what everyone else is doing because guess what? Then you're just going to be the second, third best because you're going to look like everyone else. You're not going to be unique. And I, we really love to see people going out of their comfort zone. So you've been doing that. So we thought, you know what? As soon as we met you, also you just had a really bubbly personality. and Thank you. you know, your, your team and everyone seemed really friendly. It was really kind of cool to meet you there. So real quick, maybe you could tell us, how did you get into the beauty industry? Well, I got into the beauty industry from college. So I originally went, of course, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a nurse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, yeah. everybody else. A lot of doing. nurses yeah, in our industry. Yeah, I got to save some lives. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me be a nurse. And while I was there, I ended up doing a pageant. And so while doing the pageant, it was like, hey, our makeup artist could make it. You know, do you know how to do makeup? I was like, yeah, I think I can do a little something. Yeah. I, I look fairly alive. Let me do this. <laughs> 
So I ended up doing the makeup and a lot of people loved it. And they were like, oh my gosh, you know, you should start doing makeup professionally. So I started doing it on campus. And then from there, um, I had a chance to link up with a celebrity. So it was actually for styling. It was for Tamar Braxton. It was like, oh, my oh, God. get out. Are you yeah. serious? It was like, can you do the jewelry styling? I was like, yeah. And I was like, I also know how to do makeup, too. And so then I got a chance to just start meeting with more celebrities doing makeup. And so wow. I just kind of fell into it. And the next thing you know, I was doing Cynthia Bailey's from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Wow. And they say that you only need one good referral. <laughs> yes. And if you're doing Tamar, oh, my gosh. I'm sure she introduced you or got you. Oh, it, yeah, the yeah. word doors. Yeah, I did, honestly. I have to say. Um, and then just the power of social media, too. Like, mm-hmm. during that time, I was just getting started on Instagram. I think I maybe was, like, at 5K. I wasn't even taking it as seriously as everyone mm-hmm. else was. I was yeah. like, oh, this is new. It's a new app. And then it just kind of kept going. So definitely a major platform to use. That's really cool. And I think, you know, I think of other stories like Anastasia over in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. She got started back in the 90s. Yes. And it was, it was, like, with the supermodels. And it just, like... It snowballed, right? Yeah. So that's really exciting to see kind of a, another connection or a similar path for you. And it's just all about networking and taking opportunities, right? Because I'm sure there's a chance where you could have said, no, I don't feel like I'm ready yet. Yeah, Maybe I should pass I'm a little on this. nervous or no, I don't think I should go this way. I actually really want to be a nurse. But then I got to see how fun it was and the people I got to meet. And then just the personalities, like being on set, behind the scenes, seeing your work on TV. Like, that's so cool. I I was so flabbergasted, I honestly tell you. Wow. Now, how did you find your niche with strip lashes? Because yours are are quite unique. Can you talk about that? So I know everyone traditionally was doing lashes that were like full and more so catering to... um, the lash extension style. And mm-hmm. so one of my biggest issues was I wore glasses. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot wear sh- lashes with glasses, even if I got the extensions. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do a custom length. And a lot of my clients who were celebrities, they wear glasses. And sometimes when you do their makeup and they have to get in the car and leave, they put glasses on. Even though if you don't see them on TV, yeah. they still wear them. And so a lot of them were like, oh, my gosh, do you have anything that I can put lashes on with my glasses? And I was like, uh. So I came up with a custom length. I teamed up with a girl I went to college with. Her family does like the Annie brushes and combs. Okay. Yeah, we got a chance to team up. So I thought that was pretty cool. Kept in touch. And so they actually designed the first pair for me, which is called T. And they're like more for people who wear glasses. And so a lot of my clients like them. So they're a shorter length. Yeah. That's what you're saying. They're not the typical 25 millimeter. They're more like 18 or 16. Oh, that's fantastic. That is a sweet little niche there. So I had to get into that. And I think that opened up more doors to provide more lash styles, unique and custom for people. Yeah, and I guess, again, distinguishing yourself from the competition. Everyone else is doing the big, long. Yeah. And you said, you know what? Let's go shorter, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, everybody customized. can wear them. And also, I think for celebrities, we found they're, they're not looking to be walking in the room and everyone going, oh, you have lash extensions, right? Exactly. They want to look pretty. They want to look authentic. Authentic. Mm-hmm. Unless right? they're on stage, you know, and yeah. usually the art director or the director is going to tell, tell them what to do. But in general, there's something very valuable about an authentic look. Yeah. yeah, we always call it effortless beauty. Like they didn't spend a ton of time. You know they do. Yeah, they just want to look like they don't spend any time <laughs> yeah, trying to look beautiful. Like I just this. woke up like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every movie when you see someone in a scene, they wake up in the morning, you're like, wait, your hair's done, your makeup's on, you look beautiful. That's not real life. Yeah, no <laughs> eye boogers. <laughs> <laughs> so you found that niche, and so for you. You, here you're going to be a nurse, and then you get these opportunities that you say yes to, which, I, again, people, if things happen in your life, they're out of your control, and all of a sudden you see opportunity, it, it's so easy to pass it off. Well, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. What was it for you that gave you that kind of 
say yes. What the made, confidence. What, confidence yeah, to do that. Yeah. Was it just, are you've always been that kind of person? Or is this something where you took some, said, well, I'll take a chance. I mean, what motivated you? What motivated me was I'm from a small town. So I'm from Oklahoma and okay. Tulsa, Oklahoma, to be exact. And not a lot of people come from that town and actually do something great. Yeah. They usually um, are more local based. So yeah. they, um, my classmate is the manager at the bank now. And this okay. person works here at the ice cream shop down yeah. the street. So I was like, ah, I'm kind of running out of places that I yeah. can work out around here. <laughs> Everybody's taking the jobs. So I was like, I need to do something at least a little bit bigger that will at least um, give me the opportunity to at least travel. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I did. I was like, you know what, just do it. And I, when I tell you, I was sweating yeah. when I first met with Cynthia. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't mess up. And I had told all these people about it. I was like, yeah. why did I do that? I should have kept that to myself because <laughs> they're going to be waiting to see. And they were waiting for me to post yeah. it on Facebook. So I was like, no, you got to do it, or you're going to be flipping burgers down the street with your classmates. So that really lit my fire. So I had to get some, get out and do something different. That's really cool. I mean, that's really, I mean, a lot of people, that same opportunity comes and they pass. Because, I mean, I looked when I was younger in my 20s and I had some opportunities and I kind of said, well, I'm not ready. And you find out really, truth is, no one's ever ready, right? Never. Never ready. Never ready. You never ready. You just never say ready. yes. Do it. And you kind of wing it, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. That's definitely it. You just got to wing it, no matter. Now, did you have anyone to rely on, anyone, mentor, or someone you could talk to to get support through all this? Was this kind on your own kind of? blazing your own trail i was actually blazing my own trail honestly so my family they're more sort of the corporate side they all go to work nine to five my sister she had just finished getting her master's in accounting so she was like hey come on yeah. come on over here come with me and I'm with like, math. to the math side <laughs> i was like uh, i think i'll pass yeah. you know beauty is a lot more fun you get to meet people like i said i'm, I'm such a people person a lot yeah. of people in my family they're more like reserved and conservative and yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with being that way but i was but just a little bit different yes yeah, oh, no, you could tell when we first turned that corner at the trade show and we came up to you you were just like so bubbly so inviting it's like yeah. this girl is a people person oh, yeah thank you she yes. was made for beauty yeah because <laughs> <laughs> really our industry is i mean you if you went to the IECSC side versus the ivs side of the show we're talking about the trade show in vegas it's almost like two different worlds oh my two different you go to the ivs yeah. and people are like totally loud usually this year was a little bit different because it was, it was like, post-covid kind of yeah beforehand it's like a party. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to go and have fun. It's you go rockin'. to the IBS. Everyone's going oh, yeah. crazy. Everyone's cheering, screaming, dancing, and body paint, naked people walking yes. around. And then you go to the IACSE <laughs> side. Everyone's Hush wearing tones, white coats. Zen. Very quiet. It's very zen, very much like a library. <laughs> it's just a different world, more, a little bit more different. But yeah, I mean, beauty, when we met you, went, okay, yes. Yeah, Nikki's definitely a, a beauty person. Yes, she, thank yeah. you. Oh my gosh. Definitely so, enjoyed it. Now, from doing this makeup, and then you kind of explained that you saw a need, I guess, in the in the strip lash world. But this was was this something you had a background in, or did you have to go research and learn about how to make strip lashes? Or I mean, what gave you again confidence to go ahead and say, I know I'm gonna start a product line? <laughs> well, what gave me the confidence was her family, uh, again, the girl I met from school, yeah. family makeup does, brush girl. Yeah, okay. the makeup brush girl. I would say I'll keep her anonymous. Okay. But she actually kind of gave me a lot of encouragement because she was like, Oh my gosh, we already know how to do this. We've been doing this for a long time, but they've never had like a company or someone actually like be interested 
in what they were doing. And so I was like, well, I'm interested. So if if I trust you and you trust me, because I was kind of giving her like tweaks, like, ooh, add more hairs here and make mm-hmm. it longer. And it's still like that to this day. And I love that, that any lash style that uh, B-Gang Lashes has come out with, I can critique. If I don't like it, I'm like, oh, we need to fan it a little bit here. Or maybe make them shorter there. We can do that. And so in the initial process, I had someone who was able to be like, no, let's do this. Or, hey, the product needs to be like that. And kind of giving me the tips and things I didn't know of. And so from there, I also took a class. I feel like education is so important. I took a lash extension course. So I actually know how to apply them, you know, per strand. And so from there, I was like, okay, if I can do it per strand, then I can do it like them. I can to a certain extent, but I leave that to the professionals. But I do actually know the process and how they get it going. And it was just so amazing. So that really gave me the confidence and the boost to be like, let me just start my own line. She's backing me. Her family's with it. So if they're with it, I got to be with it, you know? So it's good. So she's there to help mentor and answer yeah, those questions and about groomed. manufacturing and yeah. all that stuff. Because that's obviously another whole new area that you probably walked into. Like, walked I don't know in. what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, wait, what, what time of day is it? Yeah. I'm talking to her late at night because, you know, there's a time difference. And you don't think about that at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so exhausted. I'm like, wait, it's 10? She's like, yeah, but it's 10 here. Yeah. And I need to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Now, when did this all start? When did you start the, the actual line itself? I started the actual line in 2019. On the back end, using it without just kind of testing it on different celebrity clients was 2018. Okay. But 2019, I really solidified things, got all the paperwork and the necessary trademarks and things in before I took the leap. And what's behind the name Beat Gang Lashes? Oh, my goodness. That was very unique name. Yeah. So in the term, in the beauty industry, the term beat is like saying, oh, my gosh, your makeup is so beat. It's basically saying like the brushes that they use to paint your face, they use every beat. Like they were on beat, on point. So every part of your face is beat. And so my clients would always say that. Like, oh my gosh, my face is so beat. And extended also in the um, LG... QBT, sorry guys. Yeah. Community. Lots of adding letters to that. I wanted to make sure I got it right. They know I love them. So shout out to them. So they would always say that. And so I did all different types. I did drag. I did special effects type of makeup. So people like, oh, my God, I'm so beat. I'm a part of this beat gang. And so a lot of people oh, wow. would say uh-huh. it. And so I was like, beat gang. At first I was like, mm, maybe I'll just go with Nikki Lashes. And then people yeah. just kept pushing for beat gang. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just go with what my audience is telling me. Yeah. Beat and gang is so unique. It is it's, very unique. It's really on point. It stands out. And I'm feeling extremely old right now because I've never heard anyone use the term beat on anything. So oh, my, my gosh. Crowd, so many movies. Oh I know. I'm yeah. totally out of touch right now. I'm all like, groovy, man. That's really groovy. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's 1960s. I'm not that old. But that said, it's uh, beat. Okay. Well, there you go. That makes yeah. total sense. Otherwise, I was like, I have no idea. Like, I thought maybe music or something. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But, trust me. I, I completely understand and so they pushed that name on me it's like oh my gosh beat gang so that's how it came about that's where you are now that's really cool now for you as building a company what has been kind of your biggest struggle that you've or maybe struggles that you've had to kind of work through and overcome in these last two years as you've kind of well aside from covid (laughs) right oh my goodness yeah but just you know (laughs) learning the business hiring building systems all that type of stuff when it comes to building business what's been you kind of like your biggest struggles I would say the biggest struggle is just managing having my own life aside from business because I tend to be the person, anything that I get involved in, I I go full force. So it starts to consume my life. 
And so even on times where it's like, hey, this is time to do your hobby or this is time to step outside of business, I just keep going. And things come up, and so I have to get involved in them. I want to participate. And so that has always uh, just kind of been a struggle is trying to balance having a, a regular everyday life, still you know doing things with family, friends, children, and then also having a business that you love so much and that you're really pushing to grow. So that can be a challenge for me at times. Do your friends say, hey, remember us ever? Like... <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm just hang out with you guys. Yeah. No, you know, it's so funny. A lot of my friends, thank goodness, they're actually uh, in the beauty industry. Okay. So they're like my models. They're also on my vending machine, my friends that I know and, you know, who'll be comfortable to be on there forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're talking about the label, right? Or the visual part, yeah. No, not Lily sitting on the machine all day. No, no, thank goodness. That would be great. (laughs) Hey, come here and buy some lashes. Come on. (laughs) Like an old, uh, what, street barker or whatever. Yeah, that used to be the carnival barker. Get some lashes over here. That's right. That'd be a little strange. It would. It would. But that live model stuff used to be the thing. I don't know if you guys remember that back when like thick shoes and sketchers were really popular. They used to have those live models in the windows and buy different products. So, hey, it's a thought. It's a thought. <laughs> yeah, we may bring it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. And so now you have this company. You, you survived COVID. Congratulations. Man, thank right? you. Oh, my gosh. And, a blessing. Yeah. And now here you are, and you decided to come with this idea of a vending machine for strip lashes. So maybe you can share where did you get this idea and how, how was this whole process? What's it been like for you? One of the greatest accomplishments I've had with my business is in 2019, I actually got a chance to place my lashes inside the number one beauty school in Texas. Ah. So it was Boss Beauty Makeup Academy. They have a location in Dallas and San Antonio. And so while being there, a lot of those students travel, and yeah. they, including myself. Doing makeup for celebrities, you're always on the yeah. go. Yeah. They need you here one day and there the next. And so sometimes you literally don't have time to stop at Sephora, mm-hmm. yeah. stop at Walmart or anywhere to grab lashes. I'm like, hmm, you're always going to go to the mall in any city you're in. You're always going to go to the airport Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I was like, I need to have a way where people can purchase my products on the go who are makeup artists. And so that's where I kind of came up with the vending machine idea. I was like, hmm, what way I can do this where I can store it in a box and sit it somewhere and people can just pay and get it to go. And so that's really where the idea stems from. Now, obviously, vending machines, they didn't have machines that were built just no, for lash extensions. No. So did you have to custom make one? or I did. Everything about the Beat Gang Lash vending machine is custom down to the Pantone color and the coil sizes. Okay. And just the digital, the lights blinking, the built-in video, and the corresponding. You can talk back to you. You can follow social media. Oh, really? So, yeah, all that oh, was wow. built from the scratch. I hadn't seen anything out there like that. And so I really had to... Um, Again, get with someone who was overseas. So, of of course, the lady who helps me with my lashes, she was like, hey, I know a couple of people who can assist you with the vending machine. And I was like, oh, please pass their information over. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure they're probably related to her, related to someone she knows. So it's beneficial for all of them. And so I was like, yeah, please send me the details. And so I started seeing just like the base price for it. It was like "Mm, maybe about 10000 and so I was like, oh, I don't want to be the same like everyone, like a food one, just where you press the number, boom, get your lashes, that's it. So I was like, oh, I got to take it up a notch. I got to have it light, lit up. I need to have a certain color. The inside needs to be pink. And they're like, wait a minute, you're you're doing a lot here. I'm like, yeah, it's like, this is going to cost X amount. But, you know, being at home with COVID and then having my lashes at the school, I really saved up a lot of my money. And then I had some family support as well who basically helped me. Uh, get everything going, just kind of guiding me and giving me directions financially 
to do that. My aunt was a, a big part of that because she's a businesswoman herself. So she was like, hey, let me give you some tips. I don't want you to get swindled because this is no one's doing this. Mm-mm. So let me help guide you and show you uh, the ways to do this so everything will fall into place. And it ended up falling into place. And I'm so happy with it to have it. Yeah, we're machine number three. I, I think that you'd have to do something that would mark it out to be um, different than like a food one. Like mm-hmm. it has to say beauty because it's so out of the box thinking. Like you wouldn't think, oh, I need to get my, my lashes from a vending machine. So it yeah. has to, it has the to pop. catch the eye, right? Yeah. And it's pink, right? Mm-hmm. It's- yeah. Inside and out it's pink. It's draped in um, like bees like the designer. Of course, it has picture on it. You can see the product inside. It blinks, has a, a video that's playing. You can see the styles. You can see someone wearing it. So if you like, hey, what does it look like? And I also included lash glue, lip gloss, lash applicators. It's perfect. Make it easy for you. I think what's great is I like the idea of the video because I think a lot of people see the vending machine and just walk by yeah. at first. Mm-hmm. But you give them something like a video that catches everyone's attention. Uh, I mean, we have a TV behind you in our in our new place. I keep stupid looking <laughs> at the TV because I'm like, oh, it's what's on there? TV. Yeah. There's just something about video I'm that grabs you. people's grabs attention. People. And I bet you if you had done an A-B test where one with video and one without mm-hmm. – I bet you have seen just a huge difference between the two. Because also, I bet when people see the work or the product being used, put on, feel like, oh, that's what this is. It's yeah. not, not a cookie machine. Yeah, there's not cupcakes in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, this is actually for beauty, yeah. and I can see it being done. I think it's really was smart. I bet you that's been a huge, gives you a bigger bump um, just from doing that. I have a question about like the back end. You've got the vending machines there, but now you have to create a system for like stocking them and checking them and maintenance on it. So can you talk about that part of the business? Do you have a staff? Do you have to do it? What's that like? Oh, goodness. So I can tell you it's uh, it's all of that. Mm-hmm. As, as Starting with the stocking portion has to be stocked at least every so many days. Because right now we have it at, um, the first one is at Westfield Culver City Mall. Mm-hmm. And it's on Sepulveda. And so, so many people come there because it's right off the expressway, not too far from the airport. Yes. So we're constantly stocking. So it's about a team of four of us. And so we either go uh, two to three times a week, just kind of depending on the fluctuation. That's sometimes fantastic. I go. Yeah. And sometimes uh, my family or my assistant who I hired, she goes. And it's so cool because while we're stocking it, usually people start wanting to shop because mm-hmm. we try to go before the mall uh, opens. Mm-hmm. And so we're stocking it. And so we start finishing up right when it's about to open and we lock it up. And that's when people start coming like, what are you doing? You opened up this pink box. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. So the stocking portion and then just getting everything uh, lined up with maintenance. So if we have any issues with video or camera, anything like that, there's actually local vending machine companies who do it just regular for the vending machine side. Now, if it's on the digital side, I do have to get on the phone and I have to be that person to actually walk through it or they actually have to fly in mm. and do it. Yeah, so that's the part I'm, I'm happy about. Like, to a certain extent, I do have some knowledge. I can do a little bit of TV. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, this is uh, not cheap too, right? Yeah, All no. This stuff. Oh, my goodness. I would say... Um, Anywhere from 15000 up, especially if you want to do the design as custom as mm-hmm. I did. I changed the, the texture, the wrapping, just including that LED light I have around it that blinks different colors. Mm. And then the videos that can switch to social media and then changing the coil sizes. Everything was so custom because yeah. it was like, hey, we haven't done anything like this, even down to my insurance policy to protect the machine. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. First ever that. policy in Los Angeles. So the underwriters, oh my gosh, it took me forever to get that done. Oh, it was I like, bet. we've never done this before. 
So it's so nice to be the first uh, yeah. here in LA to actually have You're a vending a machine. Trailblazer. Man. Oh, well, it's thank interesting you. because vending machines aren't new, but I guess it's the application of what you're doing is different. So that's why they were like, we don't know what to do with yeah, this. Yeah. They were like, hey, give us a moment. We're going to talk to a lot of people who are in this line of work and beauty and yeah. see what's the best way to place you. So it worked out. You sound like the type of person who pretty much just does things like you don't <laughs> risk like, taker because obviously there'd be a lot of reasons to say no to pretty much every one of these steps like if someone said well don't you don't have any background in makeup you shouldn't say yes to this or hey you, you've never done a vending machine yeah. or you never start a product line i mean and yet each time you just go right and yeah. just try it and you just wing it and learn as you go and all that has there been anything along the way where you're like oh crap and it just crashed and burned on you like you said yes to this and then was, ah, that probably wasn't a good idea. And it was like, you know, one of those lessons learned. You just go, okay, won't do that again. I would say it had to do with just learning how to manage everything in the process. That's really what has crashed and burned. So, okay. for example, a lot of the times I'd be traveling, even here, I'll travel back and forth to Dallas. And so the temperatures are totally different, right? Yeah. And so when you're constantly on the go, the the little small things is what can fall through the crack. I'll tell anybody in business, it's the details that are yeah. so important. And so with all this traveling and things like that, in the initial process of getting everything going, you forget about the heat. And so I was packaging all my things in my makeup case. I was like, all right, I'm getting ready to go here. I'm getting ready to travel here and do that. And so my makeup started like melting and and busting. The temperature in Texas is way different prior to when you fly, but on a plane, it can be even hotter. Mm -hmm. And so I'd be like, oh my gosh, I would get there and open up my case, getting ready to do these people's makeup or just even at my hotel before I get there and it would be busted up. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I thinking? And then in my head, I'd be like, see, if you weren't doing all this traveling or all this stuff you have going on, your makeup wouldn't have busted. So you have to pay attention to the details and figure out ways to make everything work work for you that's been the biggest thing yeah no surprises are, are, oh my gosh I, when i was shooting and producing videos so like that early times i didn't realize when you show up for a location that we're going to shoot i wouldn't be paying attention to the sound and be like oh there's a great location and then some guys like do you do you hear that in the background i'm like what those are planes landing we can't shoot with planes landing uh. every minute because you, you will have to stop the shoot, go, all right, plane flying overhead. Yep. And I'm like, over. but I love the location. And he's like, I don't care. We're not going to shoot here. And I'm like, or power. And they're one of the always like goodness. power, you know, like I, there's no power outlets or there's no power, lo- you know, that you can work with. And we, everything we're using needs power and lighting and all that stuff. So you forget that. Yeah, it is the details mm-hmm. and running business is no different. Oh my goodness. And you learn as you go, I guess. You yeah. Learn, learn like, that's oh, what that's I've been doing. Detail and the member next time. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially that no plug thing. I tell you doing makeup, you always need a ring light or a chair yeah. and some places you get to you like, there is no room Yeah. <laughs> for a ring light and a chair in here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, so that's good. So for you right now, you're in three locations. We have three machines. We have three machines, and so we're getting ready to uh, place the next two machines. And so we have uh, the paperwork we're just signing up. So I'm so excited. I'll be announcing those soon on uh, Beat Gang Lashes page on Instagram of where the next two will be. But it's such a process to get them in, like to get them from overseas. And California has to sign off on a bunch of things to even release the machines to you. They got to inspect it. Can't imagine shipping that. Oh, it's not. It's running about customs. Oh goodness, good two thousand just to even get it over here. Wow. Yeah. That's not even like a machine yet. That's no, just the shipping. Just the shipping. Wow. Nothing inside of it. Nothing Mind inside. you, nothing inside it's of empty. it. It doesn't now, come with lashes. How do you get this into a place? Well, I mean, that was you, my next yeah. question. I was just dying to know. Yeah. Do you just be like, hey, I've got a proposition for you. Like, how does it work? No, I, honestly, I, I can say it's a little bit of that. So I typically go for places that 
cater to what I'm doing are very forward thinking businesses, you know, someone that's into innovative things. Mm -hmm. And so I typically target beauty places. Some people have salons, some big name beauty supply stores. So things that kind of fall in line, but more so we're aiming for like airports and uh, malls that people were yeah. a lot of foot traffic, people are constantly on the go. And so they need those things. So be on the lookout. It's going to be in another mall and it's going to be in an airport as well. Oh, so, cool. yeah. Very well, I think airport's good. great. Cause I mean, I know that we've bought stuff. I mean, for me, Cause I'm a nerd. I'm like, I see a Best Buy vending machine. Oh, those machine, get me. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, you just want to walk by and look and see what you can buy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do, do I need headphones? I think I need headphones today. Mm-hmm. And you the other do, ones hurt my ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you come with excuses because you. I don't know what it you're is. You're waiting and you have time yeah. and you're like, hmm. Oh, so bored. I, I deserve a treat. Mm-hmm. I deserve reward myself. I've been suffering here in the airport all day with masks on and all that. Oh my gosh. So I'm sure putting airports, I can imagine, would be a great thing. Now for you with the airports, do you just call the is there the head of airport vending machines or what? Yeah. Or where do you go with something like that? It's actually, uh, you get really with the uh, commercial manager. Okay. And so each. A business that's located inside of the airport is like a vendor. Okay. And so you get with the commercial manager, you actually go on like a bid list. Okay. So it's not like you just say, hey, what's going on? Let's get this machine in here. I got some money. Yeah, You have to get on a bid list. There are other people who have creative ideas. Like I've, I've seen uh, one vending machine that basically gives you a cup of orange juice. Okay. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so things like that. There are other people on the list with innovative ideas. Yeah. And so they kind of go in that order and they kind of pick and choose and what they think is going to be best for exactly. their audience. Or yeah, their... and what terminal. So yeah. after you bid for it and then you actually get the opportunity, then you move forward with paperwork. But you okay. could be on the bid list for a long time. Okay, so it could be a waiting list for yeah, something like that. Yeah, definitely a process. Yeah. You know, um, I did a lot of flying into the Oakland airport this past year because I was consulting for a company. Um, they have in the baggage claim section, most of the vending machines that I see are where the gates are, but the baggage, it's like, there's a CVS vending machine there, you know, like it's right by the women's bathroom. And I'm thinking that might be good because you're waiting and waiting and waiting for your bags. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not everybody checks their bags, but... That might be, I don't know if it's a different manager in the baggage claim, if it's yeah, different any, than the Yeah, any top. area, I feel yeah. like it's so perfect just to be in the airport in general. It's so much foot traffic and, like you said, people who are in need. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to look into them, too. And there's always that last-second purchase you need. So yeah. it seems like an airport would be such a no-brainer for people. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to really do a are you currently in the airport or are you just now looking to we're actually on a bid list for a really big location okay Uh, two places one that's not too far from los angeles (laughs) and then the other one is on the other side more towards um, up north okay so yeah all right fingers crossed yeah no that's exciting and uh that'll be obviously a huge move for you guys because i think just getting there i i just imagine that's gonna be a place you're gonna get so much work from because people are gonna need last oh second stuff goodness. like left and right I yes imagine. no thank you we're definitely so excited yeah that's really cool now do you have guidelines for when you're looking for new locations you're like okay it has to meet these certain criteria or are you just kind of going hey it's nearby this would be great let's just give it a shot and see what happens I have my top fours, you know, location is really key for me. My type of audience, do they live in this area? Uh I don't want to put it somewhere where there's not a lot of people who are between the ages of 18, 34. And there are some people who are in the later uh, 50 to 55 who actually wear lashes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I try to keep it in uh, areas like that. And then another big important thing is 
having it where the plug and circuit, you don't think about those things when you mm-hmm. get it. The power has to be able to back up the machine. Yeah. So it has to be so many watts. Mm-hmm. So it has to be somewhere that's not too old. It yeah. wasn't built so far back that they don't have the prong style to actually have the machine there. Those little things, yeah. too, that you never think about, like the watts, that's important. Like, yeah, sometimes the building or that area may not be able to support that machine because mm-hmm. mine's just going all day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we're tracking it, too. So it has to be an area where I can track it as well. And then the last key thing is stocking distance. So right now, you know, we're like, hey, get into the airport. We're going to start flying here. Yeah. Yeah, so right now we're keeping it where we can get in the car and drive at the moment. But the next locations and sort, they'll be where we have to fly. And that would be something, too. I'm I'm sure at some point you would just hire out someone locally. Let's say you're in Chicago. And you don't want to fly to Chicago once a week, which yeah. may, or maybe you do, but, <laughs> right. but at <laughs> the same time, they can, after a year or two, they can get old. I guess you would probably set up a network or something where you have someone there. Are there companies that do that, that do stocking for vending machines where you could just hire them and send them the product and they would take care of that for you? Or? Yeah, they do have companies like that. They're like privately owned. So you really kind of have to go locally and search for them. They're in more of the logistics area. But I'm wanting to uh, keep it in the family. Okay. So I'm putting it in places where I at least have some family members cool. that live there that we can also enjoy income as well. You know, yeah, they yeah, might yeah. have things that they're not doing or doing that I can help contribute to. That's great. And then I can see them as well. So it's kind of like sometimes I can go, sometimes they can go. Yeah, and yeah. I can just ship the product to them in advance. That's really cool. I mean, that's really neat to be able to take care of your family. And I think that's another thing that will make your business more attractive. Because people look at big corporations and, and they're just like, ah, just helping There's something. There's a, a suspicion about it, yeah. you know? But when For you sure. know that it's a family-owned business mm-hmm. and there's, like, a lot of family involved. Yeah, it's like, women, I know, men, it, all yeah. races, sexualities. Yeah. It's supporting all different type of people and organizations. And, and we sponsor and donate to a lot of women organizations in need. So yeah. we're all about it. And I really do think that the younger generation, as I'm now son old, those young whippersnappers <laughs> out there. But they really do. They care more about where is that money going? Mm-hmm. How is it helping people? They're very conscious about how these funds are being used. They don't want just it going into a big black box and disappearing. Yeah. Um, it makes them feel like better purchasers or better, better stewards yeah. of what yeah. they've been given. Yeah. I'm definitely about that. Along this way, I mean, have there been any lessons learned or any things that you would do different? If you went back now and said, wow, these are some of the things I would have done differently if I had to start over again. You know, we will go back three, four years. How would you approach this whole process? I know this sounds so bad, but I just want to keep it real. I probably would have switched my major when I was in college. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because okay. mind you, I'm over here so into makeup, but I also was studying, like I said, for nursing. I ended up graduating with my degree in public relations. Oh, okay. But even with that whole process and doing everything, just I didn't get out of nursing school right then. So I yeah. wish I would have came in initially with maybe more of a communication degree or something catered towards what the end goal was yeah. instead of just having to do all that extra study and all these medical terms and then it's now like oh you're in beauty so it's like the information's still there but you know I never want to just waste it so I try to incorporate it into my lash names and (laughs) different cool things like that I was like hey you got to use that knowledge so that would be something I would do different just start off on a different foot what would you tell your younger self about some of the emotional hard stuff that you've grown through what would you tell your younger more immature self, what would be a word of wisdom that you would have given to yourself? I would have given myself these words of wisdom. I would say friends are not as important because they come and go. 
And then also just focus. I would definitely say that. That word is just so key. Because in this process, I've really, really learned that a lot of the same friends I had initially, I don't have them anymore. Because you're so focused on what you're doing. And you're spending a lot of your time growing something and crafting. And the real friends are there supporting you and encouraging you through that process, regardless if it's good or bad. Yeah. And so those friends I had during that time, they weren't so encouraging. So it was very hard to lose a lot of them or to part ways, even if it was amicably. It's just definitely hard to see that friendship die. No, it's hard. I mean, I was younger. I was like this super social person. I literally would be depressed if I was home any night. I was like, any night, I'm stuck home. I'm I'm bored. Something's wrong with me because I should be out every night. I was out seven nights a week, always with people. Tustin's the opposite of me. She, she's like, I like staying home every night. Part of you at home. Yeah, with a book around the fire. That's that's tough. Yes. But I had to learn it's okay first for friends to go. Like, I yeah. used to think if a friend leaves, like, oh, my gosh. God, what did I do? Yeah. yeah. I was like, do I stink? Something's wrong yeah. with me. And then oh. I began to realize, no, life, people come and go. And mm-hmm. it's not because I don't like them or they don't like me, but I can't stay in touch with every person I've ever connected with. It's just part of life. But you also mentioned something about them in some ways, not being so encouraging. Yeah. How would you tell yourself, what nuggets of wisdom do you have now that you didn't have before about being able to tell what that means? Because it's not really about you. It's really about them, right? Mm-hmm. So what can you have to say? So nuggets for myself would be, they're not going to always show up to your events. Don't always look for a call. And then, of course, save your tears. Because I'm definitely, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a crier on my private time. <laughs> oh, I love you. Yes, yes I'm definitely, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm definitely a crier. Like uh, if I feel for something, I will, I definitely do it in private. And, and of course I got my armor on when I'm out, but when I get home, I really release and meditate. And so that's also something I wish I would have got into earlier from, um, of course, meditating and not taking things so harshly or, or feeling like, oh, you know, like you were saying before, like, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, none of my friends are doing anything that I'm doing. So I'm the only person doing this. And so people are starting to look at you like, oh, well, you're different now. Or do you think you're better than us? You're too big for your britches. Or you don't even call us anymore. Hey, you've changed. A lot of that you've changed. And it was so much for the better, not necessarily for the worse. Change is good to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely tell myself that like to save those tears Put your big girl panties on and just, you know, let it go and meditate more. Don't take it so personal. Yeah. It's such good stuff. I mean, I mean, I always say hold loosely to your plans. And, yeah. And just because things change. Things come up. Opportunities happen. And you need to be able to change, pivot, go that way. And also not to get too upset about anything. Because you know what? In the big picture, five years from now, you're not going to be going like. You're not even going to care. You're, you're like, was I crying about that? Yeah, why was I upset about that? <laughs> why, why did I get loosely thrown with that one? That I'm was telling you. Oh, my gosh. No, I was just looking at the time. It's like, oh, wow, time's flying. Man, <laughs> it's anyhow, always when you're having fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, it's just, it's been really great. And I, I really appreciate you taking time and, and driving out here yeah, and hanging no, out with thanks us. For Battling the traffic. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So last thing we'll say is if there's any advice you'd give some of our listeners right now, there's a bunch of people who are thinking about starting their own brands. I mean, everyone in our industry at some point wants to... It feels like. Now, we also want to affirm those who want to just be last artists, be last artists. It's okay. Yes. You don't have to have a brand. It's, you don't have to have a, a, a big company that you can have a great career and be perfectly happy doing last the rest of your life. But for those of you out there who are like, yeah, I'm getting inspired. Nikki's making me get excited yeah. right now. Do you have any, want to give a, one nugget of advice to them saying, hey, guys, if, I, if some business person came to you and said, what would you have for me that would help me move the ball forward in my process to get my own business or my own brand, what would you tell them? I would tell them first thing 
Oh, that probably got good three things. But okay. the first okay. thing, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the first thing I would tell them is to reposition yourself. One thing, things didn't really take off for me. Um, staying still, I had to actually move out of my hometown. Okay. So if you are in a small town or if you're in an area where none of those things exist, then you can't expect those things to gravitate towards you. I'm really big on manifesting and energy and being associated around those things. So if you're not around them, don't expect them just to pop up out the blue. Or yeah. or if you are expecting them to pop up out the blue, you got to be the one to doing the popping. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a town of like 100 people. Nobody's yeah. going to knock on your door and yeah, say, no hey. opportunity. Yeah. yeah, so definitely that's one thing is definitely get out there and get to it. And then the second thing would be to have a plan. Now, of course, I know a lot of people, they hear that a lot. Have a plan, write it down. If you pl- if you don't plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. And it's definitely true. But one thing alongside of having a plan is find someone who can help you plan who's in that same field. They may not be doing exactly what you're doing. And don't share too much information because you yeah. might need that NDA. <laughs> but get with someone who is at least started on the path that you're trying to go to to at least kind of help guide you. Really getting a mentor, yeah. just someone that you can kind of share that information with. I didn't really have that starting off yeah. until I got with the last girl and then, yeah, of course, so my aunt helping me. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have that at first. Somebody who's just a couple steps further yeah. on the journey than you are. A couple steps further because you, you're going to need both type of people. You're going to need the people who are a step further and the people behind you because the people behind you are going to be rooting you, so don't shame them. Yeah. They're believing in you. And then the people in front of you, they're going, but it kind of gives you direction. So you need that. And then the last thing I would say, which is really, really important, is you will not get any sleep. Okay, (laughs) let that go. If you love sleep and you want to start any type of business, I don't care how big, how small, even if you just want to be a lash artist, you know, that's branding yourself too. Are you the bubbly lash artist? Are you the zen lash artist? What type of lash artist are you? And so with all those things in mind, you uh, keep your mind going all the time. And so you you don't even know you're doing it, but you sacrifice a lot of sleep. And so I want people to get out of that, oh, I got to sleep all the time and got to do this. You just have to divide your time wisely. Not saying don't sleep, yeah. but just divide your time wisely. That's definitely important because yeah, I, I skip nights. I think it was <laughs> – uh, we had Alona from Revelation on a while back, and she shared really what it took for her to build her brand and she said when she decided to start her own lash brand, she literally moved. I think they moved into like a one bedroom mm-hmm. or a studio. They cut down all the expenses. I think they um, they sold their cars. They took on a couple jobs, you on, know, each. Yeah, did all the stuff so that they could save tons of money so they can invest in the company. And also they just realized that she was going to be lashing, only lashing while doing this at the same time. Like you just put her friends it's off. Grit. Everything. It's grit. You just- have to invest. It comes out of something. Yeah. yeah. And part of that, one of those things is sleep, right? Yeah. yeah. Sleep is definitely a key factor. And then sacrifices, even for myself, because I'm going to tell you, even just having a vending machine, also being a single mother, it's not easy. And so just getting all the funding and everything for it, I cut out getting my nails done. Yeah. I kept just keeping braids or different hairstyles. I know they would get me through the summer and the yeah. winter. And so I sacrificed a lot of dinners and parties and hanging yeah. out with friends. So you can't do both, honestly. Yeah. You can't spend your money all doing all the fun stuff and shopping and buying designer. So there's a lot of things that I sacrificed to have this. And that's where you have that vision, where you have that plan, like you said. You're like, okay, I'm going here. Mm-hmm. And I realize you count the cost to get there. And you're like, okay, Sleep, I'm gonna have to back off on sleep. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Party's gonna back off. Da, 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 da. And you lay it all out and you go, is it worth it? And you yeah. go, yeah, I want that. And you let it go. Because I think a lot of people think when they look because Instagram's all lies, oh, yeah. they think they're doing it all. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're 
sleeping eight hours a day, you're partying all night, <laughs> and you're working like that. 18 hours. You get to go to those places. Exactly. It's it's not, not no, true. we're eating beans and rice. Right. <laughs> ramen. Yeah, yeah, ramen. Yeah, ramen. Yeah, you're, they're sacrificing somewhere and to get where they want. Now, eventually, if you work hard. Oh, yeah, you can I have do, some of those things I back. think there's those things you get back where you pay off, and you're like, oh, I can afford to have, buy a nice car again. And yeah, that, I can but, eat out once a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but those things come after the work, after mm-hmm. the hard work, and the sacrifice comes, and it doesn't mean you don't sleep forever. It just means for their season i always like to talk about seasons i feel yes. like there's seasons oh of life gosh, yes. where you're like okay this is we're going into like for us we're about to head into our big event lashcon oh and there's gosh, gonna be a couple so of months where i'm probably not gonna get a lot of sleep mm-hmm. it's just gonna be really crazy but afterwards when i think the end of november december i have like all this time off we're going away on a trip Yay. we're doing all this fun stuff I'm like yeah and that'll be my laid back season so it's all good you just trade off so definitely believe in seasons and then just hearing like everybody who attends the lash con all the positive feedback like oh my gosh i had so much fun they don't know you on the back end is tired and <laughs> put all the work in but they're like it was amazing yeah. so it's no, always they, worth it to hear that it. no yeah. they definitely don't know the pain and the suffering behind yeah. the scenes <laughs> well exactly. nikki thank you so much for driving out and hanging out yes, be our first no, live studio thank you guest for having me i'm so excited and we will definitely put a link in the show notes where can people find you and all that yeah, well, they can find me on Facebook under Nikki Scott. Please like my page and like Beat Gang Lashes page. And it's B-E-A-T Gang and then Lashes with an S. And Nikki, right. do you want to spell that for yeah. Nikki Scott Lashes? Yeah, it's uh, Nikki Scott, N-I-K-K-I-S-C-O-T-T, like the tissue. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> definitely check us out. We're also on Instagram, uh, myself, Face by Nikki, F-A-C-E-B-Y-N-I-K-K-I. And then, of course, Beat Gang Lashes, B-E-A-T G A N G L A S H E S. Awesome. Well, definitely go follow her. Go check her out. Let me watch out for, I guess, yeah. a, hopefully, a, the a vending machine coming machine near to you. you. Soon. And yes. uh, otherwise, congratulations on all that. And thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I definitely appreciate you guys. Appreciate your time and even just meeting me at the trade shows. Awesome. Oh, yeah, my gosh. <laughs> All right, guys, that is it. That's a wrap. We're done with 2021. It's crazy. I cannot believe it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you so much for all your support this year. I want to please ask you to follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my last New Year's baby, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Nikki, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.